With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome everyone to Refuge from the Storm Church. We thank you today for being with us the third Saturday of the month, February the 20th. We thank our regular and returning uh, that's okay. I like that music. Uh, we thank our regular and returning listeners and members and any new friends who are listening. We say welcome. We are so happy that you were able to get through your day and detour past anything that was standing in your way of being in our corporate worship today. Refuge from the Storm Church is a church of hope, encouragement, and purpose, as it was founded by our precious pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, just for you and targeted individuals in the United States, Canada, and around the world. We pray that everything contained therein will be a source of rejuvenation for your spirit as we come together to worship and to give thanks to God for all he has done for us. At this time, I would like to introduce our worship service serving team. We ask God to bless us and encourage us in our hum humble participation in glorifying our Savior and Lord. I am Jack Stomnitz and I am on the call to worship and welcoming team. The recorded prelude to music that you are hearing is by Sister Helena Thompson, our music minister leader. Our Zoom manager and moderator is Brother Bob Pierce. Our invocation into scripture and prayer today is from Sister Sharon Taylor, who will work as our or serve as our worship leader today. Sister Sharon Taylor is also going to open the service with scripture and prayer. Our altar prayer is from Sister Loretta Marley. Our invitation to giving, giving is from Sister Sharon Taylor. The preached word will be given by Pastor Terrence Wilson and Pastor Pamela Wilson. They will be sharing a word from the Lord and pray for them as they come to edify us with the word. Our invitation to discipleship will be given by our Reverend Millicent Black. Afterwards, I will bring you the church announcement. Remarks and benediction will be brought to you by our pastor, Reverend Millicent Black. Prayer requests, which are after the benediction and the recording is stopped, will be concluded by pastor, Reverend Millicent Black. At this time, please mute your Zoom lines, cell phones, and landlines to protect the integrity of the service. Now, as we ready our hearts and minds, let's go higher, calling on the heavens and worship together as we invite the Holy Spirit who is always with us. We ask you now, Father, to bless each home and each listener and bless us all in our consumption of your word and in our giving and in our music, prayers, and participation. 
Holy Spirit, we ask that you take charge and let your presence be known. We pray that everything we offer today to the Lord will be glorified. Be blessed in your worship today. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song from Sister Helena. Amen. Can everybody hear us? Yes. Amen. Well, it is a blessing and an honor to be here again in the presence of God's people and in the presence of my good friend and sister in Christ, Dr. Millicent Black, who has done so much for the targeted community and continues to do that. And we are just honored to be, be with you tonight. And we want to just bring a word um, called Occupy Until I Come. And this is about the Lord's commandment to us to do those things that he is waiting for us to do until he gets here. Mm -hmm. And that's Luke 19, 13. And he says, and he called his 10 servants and delivered them 10 pounds and said to them, occupy until I come. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Uh, I'm Pastor Terrence Wilson, my wife, co-pastor Pamela Wilson, Jesus Christ died for you. It is an honor to be with you on the third Saturday of the month of February. We already are in the second month. Uh, we give honor and reverence to Reverend Black for holding down the fort and everything, fighting the fight of faith and holding and occupying and also everybody out there who is occupying until he returns. Now, I, we're going to start out occupying, hold, hold down, hold down, hold down, occupy until he returns. Now, we know what does this mean? This means that Israel, three times, we know we're thrown into captivity, and God allowed it. First was the Egyptian, second was the Babylonian, and third was the Roman Empire, General Titus. This means that we're in the enemy's camp, and now God has given us the land as we have conquered, like Israel did. And he's saying, now that I've given you the land, in military terms, this means you won the battle against the enemy, but I want you to occupy until I return. And a lot of times, I know you've seen movies where, say like in World War II or even Vietnam, where somebody is in it behind enemy lines. They have maybe a little bit of ammunition left, a little bit of food left, and they're waiting for their command people to come and rescue them. Mm -hmm. So they have to fight off like different battles. They have to hide in foxholes. I, I love old military movies about that because they're, they're fighting with everything they have to stay alive and to do the job that they were called to do and to complete their mission until they're rescued by reinforcements. This is where we are right now. We have come to a part in our in our history of mankind, that we are close to the return of the Lord. And we know that because of the perilous times that we see that, that are already foretold in the Bible. So many of these things that we see that would, would uh, talk about how it's going to be. So the Lord told us in Luke 18 and 8 that I tell you, he, he will avenge us speedily. But when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? He, is he going to find us faithful when he gets here? And because it's taken so long in, in, in human times, not in, in, in his time, but in human times, we might tend to think that that's some far off fairy tale, that that's not something that's not gonna ever really happen. And that we might even forget that he's coming and start becoming worldly and start becoming like our society today. 
But now more than ever in these last days, it's really, really essential that believers know and understand the word of God so that we won't be carried away with different winds and doctrines. So we won't um, maybe not misunderstand the word, misapply the word, forget what the word means, just or forget the word. And I think that it, people have always said there's a slow fade. You don't really know that you're drifting away until you've gotten so far away that you don't even realize how far you've come. And, in, and right now we're in a sort of a critical time, even in our, na in our nation. Okay, uh, when the economy is falling, failing, jobs are scarce, money is tight, friends and family forsake you. When voices arise and the powers that be tells us that God has forgotten his people, it will take faith, it will take the faith of God to trust in him and not to be afraid and to wait upon the Lord. Now, let me tell you about that right now. Paul talks about shall life or devil persecute or will anything separate us from the love of God? Excuse me, I got a little ahead of myself. Sorry about that. But anyway, think about this right now. We're in a pandemic. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And I prophesy we are going to come out of this. It's going to pass and we're going to glorify God. But then there are others that will fall away from God right now because the circumstances mm -hmm. around right now, people dying and people are sick going to hospital, and they're saying, where's God? Where is God? Why is he not doing this? What? Complaining. And God said, I'm omnipresent. I'm here. I knew what was going on before it even came into the earth. I already saw this happening. But what God is doing, he's allowing us to be tested by this, even in the circumstances like this. Can we really still trust him? Can we still praise him right now, even in the middle of a pandemic? There are a lot of people who said, I can praise God and I can shit, dance, 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 and dance, dance all night. When everything is going good, the economy is doing good. Everybody's happy. There's plenty of jobs and everybody dancing, rejoicing. But what about when those hard testing times come? Are we still praising him? Amen. Amen. And so right now we just couldn't look around us. We really have to kind of almost kind of insulate our ears from all the things, all the voices, all the public um, discourse that's coming to us right now. There's many public voices in the last days, but one thing a believer must remember in order to not be deceived is just stick with the word of God. I mean, you can't go wrong if you go with what the Bible says on topics that people are discussing. We just have to go back to what we know, okay? And I like this scripture and I'm, I think I might be getting ahead, but I'm gonna just read this um, real quick. Um, you need to stand with the Lord in the last days in order to not be deceived. So I want to um, tell you that this scripture that I really like was trying to find. Okay, it's continue in the, in the, that which you learned and been assured of, okay? knowing from whom you have learned it. And from, the and from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, that the man of God may be complete and thorough and lacking nothing. So this is what we need. We are in perilous times. Second, that was from 2 Timothy chapter 3. And it also says that, that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. There is like a massive amount of deception going on right now. People, even believers that I've, you know, that I've followed for 30 years are dulling their, what they're preaching now, 
I've heard people say that, well, we're, we don't want to be, um, what's the word that they use? I guess they use the word intolerant, saying that Jesus is the only way. And Christians are the only people that say that, they're, that they, the way that they believe is the only way to get to heaven. Well, that's what we believe. And that's what God says. And that's what the word of God says. And so someone asked me recently, do you guys ever um, get together in interfaith services? And I said, I haven't done any lately, but it's not something that I would be completely opposed to. And they said, well, if someone asked you to go to other, another religion and, and help the homeless or help senior citizens, which who we work with, would you do it? I said, of course. However, what we're gonna make sure that they know, whatever we do, we're going to preach Jesus. We're preaching Jesus. If we're not allowed to preach Jesus, we can't come. We're, 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 we can't participate. And that's going to exclude us from some of, the, some of the things that we do. Even when you get together in government types of, um, you, if you hear government prayers, and if you hear, I work for the government, I still do. I work for the state, federal, city, I work for every kind of government. And I remember one time when I worked for the city, they were having, I think it was like a Thanksgiving dinner thing at, at the office. They asked me to pray. And I said, I'm, and they said, well, just keep it. Don't make it any particular religion. I said, I'm going to tell you something. You asked me to pray. And when I pray, I'm praying in the name of Jesus. I'm praying in the name of my Lord and Savior, the King of Kings. I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. If I can't pray in the name of Jesus, then I, I you really need to get somebody else. And they, they let me do that. But I think and maybe it was offensive to some people. Maybe it wasn't. But this is what we're going to stick with. We have to stick with what we believe. That's what that scripture says. Continue in what you have learned and been assured of. Okay, and that's in 2 Timothy chapter three. Okay, so Luke chapter 21 and 26, and I wanna thank you for that, Bob. Uh, I wanna add something, uh, Luke 21, 26, there shall be perplexity and distress of nations. Luke 21, 25, men hearts shall fail them because of fear for looking after those things which are coming upon the earth. Now, let me share something about you today. Please do not get yourself caught up. Please do not get yourself caught up with this cancel culture mentality because it's based off the emotionalism, it's feelings. Like you, you know, you can't base, that's why the Bible said it just shall live by faith. Because if we, and this is what the world, this is what's getting the world into, they're living off emotional drives, emotional feelings. And that your feelings are almost like the stock market. They're up. They're down. You live like that. Your life is going to be completely complex, you know. But if you live by faith and you're anchored and rooted in Christ Jesus, when the storm comes, we will be able to fend off the wiles of the wicked one. That's why Paul said, the, the just shall live by faith. Don't live by sight. Don't live by emotion. Don't live by intellect. Live by faith. Now, we know we have to have education. I like to make good decisions on earth. But what he's saying in Christ, live by faith, because that is the thing that's going to keep you anchored in these hard times. When you see those big ships in the ocean, sometimes when they hit the anchor it down, when they anchor it down, it's because sometimes they're riding out the storm. When that storm passes, the ship rocks back side to side, but it's anchored in the floor of the seabed.
the rain or snow or the sun shine or even an earthquake, it's hard to move because it's rooted in the soil that is planted in. So be careful because perplexity shall not overtake. Just know that this is one of the signs that Jesus said would happen in the last days. And there's a lot of, Second Thessalonians 2.12 says, there should be a strong delusion upon the earth to believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, we're not in this season. We don't know in when exactly, I mean, the day exactly when there's going to be an antichrist. There is going to be an antichrist in this earth. A human being walking the earth that is the embodiment of Satan on earth, a human, okay? In regular flesh, and from what I can understand from the scriptures, he's somebody that's going to be charismatic, he's going to be attractive and young, and, and they also said that he, they, he knows not the, the interaction with women, so I don't, I don't exactly know how that means, but maybe he'll, he'll be single or something like that. But there's going to be a real person called the Antichrist in the earth, and he's going to do all of these <coughs> delusional things to get people to believe that he is the, the most high instead of our real Lord that we've been always serving and, and worshiping and believing in. But even though that time is not now for the Antichrist to get here right now, the Bible says that right now there's many Antichrists in the earth. So you, you know what that means, that even though the Antichrist is not yet here because he's gonna appear after the rapture of the church, there's, antichrist, there's an antichrist spirit in this nation, in this world. I mean, think about the thing, even in our, you know, we're, we're both over 50, and maybe many people are on this call. Think about when you were a little kid, the stuff that, that your grandmother or mother would scream if she saw on TV. I mean, scream. I remember my mom, we couldn't even watch soap operas because, and back then, all they did was show people going in there, shutting the door. They didn't, after they shut the door, you're supposed to just use your imagination. But we couldn't even watch it because that's how much um, the morality line was like, we can't watch this. We, certain songs we weren't, weren't allowed to sing in our house and everybody else could play them. Even all the, the movies that everybody went to, like Shaft and all that stuff, we couldn't go to those movies because it was immoral. It was considered some immoral thing. To, but the, in my grandmother and my mother and people that we knew in our family, those were things that, that were just morally, we didn't want, they didn't want us to be exposed to. And if you look at things, even look at TV commercials, the stuff people see on TV commercials now, I mean, the way that you even see sitcoms and people use, little kids using profanity to their parents, all of this stuff, this is not normal. This is not, oh, we're just growing and, oh, we're just evolving and we're just becoming more, you know, politically correct or whatever they call it. This is not that. This is what this says about antichrist, an antichrist spirit. Things that were wrong before, all of a sudden they're right. Mm -hmm. Things that were completely uh, unreasonable to think or do or unacceptable to do, now they're okay. Things that you could say that I don't really think that's right for, you know, let me pray for this person. And all of a sudden now you're intolerant and you're gonna go get fired from your job or something. Um, this is what the Bible is talking about. And when it's happening, we need to not act, act as though we don't know what this, this is going on. This is what this is. This is not evolving. This is not, oh, this is modern times now. We don't have to be old fashioned anymore. This is people departing from the word of God and deciding to just be like the world. But you know, we don't want to be different. We don't want to, we're not gonna say Jesus because we don't want other people there that, 
that, that may be a Hindu or a Buddhist or whatever other thing that they are to feel offended. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible said, blessed is he. If you profess me before men, I will profess you before my father. If you are ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of you. Isaiah 40 and 31 says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Psalms 37 and 9, sir, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. I want to say one more thing before, because I left one thing out. Let me tell you this. I know that they're trying to get a new stimulus through the uh, Senate right now. They're negotiating back and forth between the Senate between the Republicans and the Democrats and the Biden administration right now. I understand that they're trying to help, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. We got to take, a, anybody who take up math can count, add, subtract, multiply, divide. The United States is, yes, is one of the most prosperous countries in the history of mankind. That has been proven. But here's the other side. The United States is $30 trillion. $30 trillion in debt we're as a nation right now. So why did I say that? Is because think about this. In Egypt, there were 10 plagues. This is some people said it's a plague. What if we had one after another? How much soon would the government run out of money? If you're talking about to uh, a $1.9 trillion stimulus, how long is that gonna last? You got 300 and 30 to 30, 340 million people right now. And so the reason I'm saying that, the Bible said a debtor will become a slave to the lender right now. Mm -hmm. That's what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is nothing wrong with helping the citizens. And I think that's the right thing to do. But the thing is, one, what will happen when the government runs out of money? Because that time may come, don't be surprised. Mm -hmm. um, as we go from one administration to another, the debt rises and everybody said we're gonna pay it off, hasn't been done yet. So sooner or later, like I said, <clears throat> somebody's gonna to have to, we're gonna to have to give an account for all this money that's owed out right now. Now I'm not getting off into economics, but I'm just giving some basic numbers, but you have to tell it like it is. So men hearts are gonna faint and the women hearts are faint because the government is gonna say there's nothing else we can do. This is why we need Jesus is to be the center of our life. He's not in debt to anybody. You understand what I'm saying? The Bible says in Psalms, the earth is the Lord in the fullness thereof. Amen. And Proverbs, it tells us the Lord said, I will teach you. I will give you a good, great name like he did Abraham, and I will make you rich and prosperous. God knows every answer to every problem. Mm -hmm. Who are we going to trust then? The one that knows everything, who holds the world in his hand. The one that even know how tomorrow was going to, you don't, you and I don't even know what tomorrow is going to bring. Amen. But he know our very tomorrows. And the government don't even know if they can, what's going to happen the next day right now. Mm -hmm. So who are you going to trust in these perplexed times? That's why we say, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Because he is the only one who can renew all our strength. The government is limited. God is unlimited. Yeah, and that's what he tells us to occupy. Amen. And I keep going back to 
I'm military. My husband is a, is a very strong student of, of military. Almost history. went to military. But yeah, yeah almost. But he studies military mm -hmm. history way more than I do because he knows every battle that in mm -hmm. World War II and all these other things. But I was in the military. I went to basic training. And the part that I really liked is that they taught us if you get, and I, I went in peacetime, but I went right after Vietnam so that the war shutdown wasn't exactly over yet. But um, we, I didn't go into, into combat, but I had to be trained just as though anybody that, that is in combat was trained. And one of the things they taught us a lot is if we get um, lost and we're behind enemy lines and how to survive. I mean, I know how to like boil certain types of uh, flowers. I know how to boil certain types of food. I know how to um, make a way that I can eat. I know how to survive because I know that I've learned these things in basic training. They taught us certain foods you can can eat, like dandelions, and everybody hates them because they're weeds in your in your yard. But that that's the, something you can eat. You can. They showed us how to do this, and they said what we can do. They showed us how to use shoestrings, how to make a little trap and catch a rabbit, so that you can how to cook it over. I mean, we learned all of these things in basic training. How to make like live off a little rodent semen if you had to. That's called because if you're behind enemy lines, you have to stay alive until your 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 uh, battalion and your 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 company and your troop can come and get you. And anybody that's military knows what I'm talking about. You have to be able to stay alive, and you can't. You know, you have to stay alive. You have to keep the people that are with you, help them stay alive too. This is what we're doing. We're literally fighting for our lives. Now we're not saying that our life is so horrible and everything like that because we do live a, a, a decent life that, that you know we, we have what we need and everything like that but even though we have the material things that we need and want we know that we are in behind enemy lines period i don't care how nice our house is i don't care how nice anybody's house is if you're a believer and you're in this world you're behind enemy lines this is this, this place is not our home so what the lord is telling us he's giving us the same kind of tools that we learn in basic training how do you how do you stay keep yourself um nourished how do you keep enough water how do you hide from the enemy if he's coming around? What, how do you dig like trees? And we, I, we learn how to hide under bushes and things like that. So this is the, the same exact thing, but instead of our physical nourishment that we're looking for, we need to keep ourselves spirit, spiritually nourished. We need to keep, cling to the word of God like we never have before. I mean, we can't, we can't start saying, well, this is not that bad. Well, you know, I, I, you know I'm gonna go with this because even though the Bible says that, this is kind of better for, you know, for me, because I'm, I'm a woman, a young woman, and I, I want to get it this, this way. I can get a better scholarship if I kind of do this or something like that. I'm saying no matter what else you can get value out of in society, you should have nothing that takes priority over what God wants you to do and who God wants you to be and how God wants you to glorify him, to preach his name till he comes and keep preaching Jesus and take as many people to heaven with you as you can. And I mean, cling to that word. This is, I mean, especially people that are like us that are targeted. We're going to get targeted more. And I believe this, and I can't, I, I can't say that I can see it in scripture or anything, but I believe that what's going on with us right now, even the targeting, it's like a, a warm-up thing for the Antichrist. It is like a practice game for the Antichrist to do this to many, a massive amount of people. Okay, my husband was talking about how resources and money is going to dry up. That's the setup for the mark of the beast. You won't be able to get any food. There's, there's no grocery store. There's no water. There's no nothing. 
My sister's in Texas and thank you for praying for the people in Texas. My sister lives in Houston, Texas. She told me she was without water for several days. And I'm talking about, she's a federal judge. So it's not like she's, you know, a, a person without means. But she was like, just like any other person, anybody else, everybody was in the same boat. She didn't have water. She, all of her food spoiled in the refrigerator because the electricity was off. She had to leave where she lived and she had to go over to a friend's house or something. And then she came back and she came back once. So this is what's going on right now. And what's going to happen at the end is that just picture this like every single day. She did that for maybe three days, no water, no nothing, grocery stores, there's no food on the shelves. How about that lasts for two years like that? And then you're starving. And the only way you can get anything to eat for you and your children or grandchildren or whoever, is you have to take this particular uh, allegiance mark or you can't get any food. And see, this is why I'm so glad me and my husband, we fast on a regular basis. I heard somebody in church one time say, a lot of Christians are gonna take the beast because you're gonna be hungry. He said, y'all better learn how to discipline your flesh and you can go without food. We fast all the time. We fast, you know, sometimes we fast a week or something like that and just have juice or sometimes we just only eat vegetables and things. We can go without food. I mean, we don't look like, we're kind of, you know, we're healthy looking folks. But we can go, I can go without food. We can go without food for days because what's going to happen to people in the last days is that that's how they're going to get them. All the money is going to be gone. All the food is going to be gone. And they're going to, you're going to have to take the market of these to get food. You're right. And Psalms 37, 9 say, for evildoers shall be cut off from those that wait upon the Lord. Wait. Okay. They shall inherit the earth. So be strong in the Lord, as I'm said. Now, as we are occupying until he come, um, Ephesians 2 and 8 said, God gives the gift of faith to everyone believers, to every believer, when they accept Christ. For by grace are ye saved through faith and not by yourselves. It is the gift of God, what is this fruit of produce of the Holy Spirit who comes to live inside of us upon salvation. So the Holy Spirit is what's going to empower us in this last days. It's not going to be how much money we have. It's not going to be who we know. It's not going to be how we're how connected we are. Mm -hmm. We need the Holy Spirit, and he's going to tell us what to do. Like Jesus said that um, I leave you the Holy Spirit and comfort mm -hmm. so he would teach you and remind you of all the things I've taught you when I was here. He's going to be our guide. He's going to show us, oh, don't go down that street. Because, oh, it, there was just an earthquake. And if you drive two more feet, you're going to fall into a, a, a ravine. And, oh, don't go over there. And don't eat that. We've got to be disciplined enough to resist whatever's going to come against us. And it is, going to get, it is the beginning of a complete disaster. It really is. I mean, it's not like we're going to have, not going to have any fun times between now and the time Jesus gets there. Because we will. We'll have ups and downs. And we'll still enjoy some things in life. But what we're, when we're being targeted, this is what the Antichrist is doing. I think that we're like the experiment group that he's doing this on because some kind of way, a lot of things are going to happen to people in these last days. And the Lord is going to come back. Of course, we're going to be gone in the rapture before it gets before the really the, the, the tribulation happens. But it's not like it's not going to get worse before that happens. So just because we're going to escape the worst part, we have to get ready and toughen ourselves up to stick with Jesus and just not budge. We will not be moved. Somebody told me the other day, and I, and I finally decided to push back. They were saying, well, you should, um, I don't know, what was it? They wanted me to kind of agree with a certain particular social point that they were making, which, which was against what I believed as a believer. 
Well, before that, my husband said, oh, sometimes you kind of just don't say anything and you'll just, you know, you'll, you know that they're wrong with what they're saying. And I know that these are your family members, so you kind of don't say anything. And, you know, but he encouraged me, you know, we need to be different. Just because you love these people, you don't have to agree with everything they say. And so I said to them, I, I don't agree with that. Don't send it to me. I'm not, I don't agree with that. And it was something about maybe like a, the woman's right to choose about abortion or something like that. And sometimes I wouldn't say anything because I know how, what they believe. But I said, this is what I believe. And I'm sticking with my savior. And I'm sticking with when the Lord said, I, I knit you together in, my mother, in your mother's womb. And I'm sticking together that, that he knows, he said, I called you by name and you are mine. So he's already he's created us. And there, there's no power on this earth that can say that uncreating, uh, destroying something that God created is okay. I don't care who has a right, that, the, the, that unborn child has a right to, and there's nobody that can prove to, to me or God that that child doesn't have a right because God wouldn't have already called him and identified him or her if that child didn't have rights. Thank you, Paul. And in the same way the, that the fruit begins as a seed, and so does with faith. And Jesus said to, unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye had a faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto the mountain, remove. And hence, remove, hence yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Matthew chapter 17 and 20. Well, God wants your seed of, seed of faith to be nurtured and grow and is nurtured by the hearing of the word of God. So we know that the seed is the word of God. It gets in our heart and it grows. And we have to get in the word. And sometimes I look at my, I keep a little diary too. And if anybody doesn't do that, it's so helpful. I keep a diary because what I do is I write down the scriptures that I'm reading that day. Then I write down what God said to me about that scripture. Like if God brought a, illuminated a certain point in that scripture to me, then I'll write that down. And I'll write down, you know, um, certain things that are applying to my life, certain things that might be in the news and how, what God's view of it is. And I, I just keep a little diary. And that's how I nurture my, the seed that God has put in me, that to know his word and to let that word go in our, my heart and to Help me to fall in love with God more and more. Some days my prayer is just this. Lord, give me a revelation more and more of your love for me and my love for you that I can recognize that I do have a love and an allegiance to you. But bring that to the forefront of my, my life, my thinking. And so I'm what people might call a little bit fanatic about the Lord. I really am. I really am fanatic about him. And I'm fanatic about... Um, my faith, I'm fanatic about the, the society that tries to minimize what we believe because that's what the part, that's what it means to occupy. That's what it means. We got to stand our ground. We got to, we got to, like, I like those old movies when they're in the foxhole and they're like back to back firing a weapon to keep the enemy off of them because the enemy is trying to overtake them. And they're like a small little platoon of people against maybe hundreds of people. That are that are trying to attack them. This is where we are right now. We're in our we're in this world today. There were there's believers all over the world, but more and more for us to, to be who we are in Christ, we're gonna 
completely um, go against the grain of, of society. Maybe right now you can kind of chill and so you just in the middle, like my, my husband saying, I heard people saying all this stuff, oh, women can do this, women can do that. Sometimes they didn't say anything because it, it was coming from people I love in my family. But now, mm -mm. I said, don't send it to me anymore. Um, here's what I believe. And unless you want me to send you a bunch of pro-life stuff, don't send it to me anymore. Because this is what we believe in this house. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And it does not require intel intellect, intelligence, uh, a diploma or degree to understand the word of God, to have faith in that it will bring. But it does require the Holy Spirit. And that's the thing. You can be a different level of education. I know people that you know, have various levels of education that are very, very well-versed in understanding the things of God. And we, that's why I said earlier, the Holy Spirit is going to be the, the one factor that's going to keep us from being deceived and keep us grounded in the Lord. We need to be, we need to stick to, I remember this one guy was talking about, he would always call it walk as a barefooted priest. And I didn't know what that meant at first. He said, the priest will walk barefoot because when you're walking barefoot, you got to take every step carefully or you'll step on a rock or you'll cut your feet and you got to walk. Like, should I walk there? Should I walk there? Should I do this? Should I do that? That's what's called being a barefooted priest. So that's what my husband was just saying about the Holy Spirit. And how would we, how do we know inside of what he's telling us? Well, what he said is this, when you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will, it, what he, what the Holy Spirit does once it comes inside of you, like the day of Pentecost, when he came inside of you, you begin to learn how to speak in tongues, you'll have discernment, and you will have greater wisdom sometime than the enemy will have. You'll have more understanding of the will of God for your life. You would also have, you know, he'll have the answers to mysteries that other people think about this when Joseph was in Pharaoh's court. When he was brought there, he was able to interpret the dream that Pharaoh had, the good years and the bad years of famine and thieves. And also Daniel, another one was filled with the Holy Spirit. Daniel was able to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream and then also Darius's dream and, don, and went on down from there. So the gifts of God are given without repentance. But the thing is, when you have the Holy Spirit, it's like a guide, like a GPS guide that when you put, you put in this program, it guides you to your destination. So the Holy Spirit, when you put your faith in God, the Holy Spirit is the comforter, the leader, and the guider. And he'll tell us at that time where to go. And when we go, we, we hold our ground and occupy until he returns. Because we know if God is for us, who can be against us? He's saying, that if, you know, here's the thing about it. Every time when you look in the scriptures, in the Bible, it was always majority, the people that was coming against the children of God was always at huge odds. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it, what I'm trying to get you to understand, let's be like Elijah. Lord, open the eyes of my servant that they may see mm -hmm. that there are, there are more for us than against us. Because with them is the arm of flesh, mm -hmm. but with us is the spirit and the wrath of God. Now, which one do you think is stronger? Let me tell you something about a lot of people mis misunderstand it. God created archangels like Gabriel, Michael, and there are others that you don't even know about and I don't know about yet. Do you know that in the book of Genesis, when God's in the book of, sorry, the book of Revelation, 
after the church has been raptured, God sends an archangel to the earth to send down 21 judgments of the evils that they have done. These are the ones that curse God, cursed the Christians, persecuted the Christians. These are the ones that came against the church. They, were, they had an antichrist attitude. They had an antichrist spirit. Anything they could do to disrupt the will of God and try to take out some of his people. Do you know that James Brown didn't make that song, The Big Payback, was not by a coincidence. It was by design when he wrote that song. And God has the day because the Bible says that God sees the day that the fool will fall. Mm -hmm. Oh, I sort of, I sort of wicked spring himself all over the place like grasshoppers. But then God said, look, after I said judgment, there were no more. So occupy until he returns. And what, how do we occupy? So I'm going to wrap it up with just giving some practical things. We have what we call the spiritual battle card. And I've sent it to Dr. Millicent. There are scriptures that we can use that when we're under attack, and we're under most, we're going to be under both physical and spiritual attack before Jesus gets here. But when we're under spiritual attack, we need to get that word and say it out loud. Not just read it and not just complain, oh Lord, this is going on with me. This is going on with me. You need to say a word. God has loved me with an everlasting love. Satan, you are under my feet. You will crush my, my you will touch my heel, but I will crush your head. I mean, really get that word and use it as a weapon because the weapons of our warfare are not calm, but the mighty through God to pull down the strongholds. I have on the full armor of God. That's one of the things because I use Ephesians. I put a lot of scriptures into the first person and I even used to keep little index cards. I've sent them to many people. So that's one thing you can do. Have, have yourself armed with the word of God and say it out loud when you're under any kind of attack, be it spiritual or physical. Um, sometimes you can't always say it if you're in a public place, but you can sing songs of praise. I've done it. I mean, even if it's just Jesus loves me, this I know for the Bible tells me so. Somebody was like prank calling me one day. They would call me and then they would just sit on the phone. And I kept hanging up. And then I said, you know what? I'm just gonna start singing. I said, yes, Jesus loves me. And every time, it, you know, and then they finally stopped doing it. But I said, you know what? I might as well praise my savior, do battle with the enemy. And maybe somebody will get saved that's just hearing me. I'm saying little practical things like that. Use the word of God. It's your weapon. Use the name of Jesus. He said he's given you us the authority to use his name. In the name of Jesus, I, I bind that spirit of deception going on right now. We can do that. That's what he says. So whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth, use his name. Read the word and recite the scriptures. Use his name. Sing songs of praise. Stay in the word. Keep a diary. Um, call other believers up. I have a lot of people in my um, in our ministry, older people, that are all alone. They're all alone. They don't have anybody. They live. Some of them live out of state. And we've started getting them to call each other. Call people up. Call somebody up when you're going through. And I know you guys probably do it. And call the ones that, like Dr. Millicent, because just because she's an exhorter and that's her gift to, to encourage other people, she needs encouraging. And I know you guys know this, and I'm sure you do it. But that's the ones that you think are, are don't need it are the ones that need it too. Because just because they're strong enough to pull you through, pull them through. That's what that's what we learned in the military. Even if somebody dies, they they tell us get that body and bring that body back home. Even if he's if, even if it's a corpse, because his family wants to, you know, they want closure with that. So they they teach you how to carry another another human being on your back. And then when I joined the army, I probably only weighed maybe 110 pounds. 
but I had to I had to carry another 110 pound person. So these are things that you guys gotta do. Help each other, um, encourage each other, call people, pray for people, just say, you know, what do you need? And then don't be afraid too to reach out, but do it in, in, a, in a time when it's reasonable where you know people aren't working, things like that. But reach out or get a time where like I, we there was these two ladies that we met, they were older ladies. And both end up living in one lived in different parts of New York. So we were able to get them together. And I said, let's just one of them doesn't live with anybody. She lives all alone. I said, let's put together every two weeks, me, her, and this other young lady. We get together and we did the first time on um, last week. I just I said, let me do a calendar. And they said, well, she said, well, I wish I, someone could check on me because I don't know if something happened to me. No one, no one can check on me. So I said, you know what? We'll check on you. And so we made a little thing. So do things like that for folks. And I know people probably do it, but if people don't have anybody, find a buddy, okay? Get a buddy if you don't have anybody, especially somebody that's targeted. Everybody has families, but every family does not understand targeting. And some of the families are, are, are the people that are doing the targeting. So get somebody that you can talk to about things that, you, that we understand as people that are targeted, that we're not making this up, that it's really true, that most of it is rooted in witchcraft, and that's another story, but that it really is happening. And it's part of the Antichrist uh, strategy for the last days. Because whatever's going on with us, it's going to be going on with a bunch of folks, and it's going to be going on with the whole earth, and particularly with people that don't take that mark in the beast. Because when you take the mark, he feels like he's got you now. But then taking the mark means you're going straight to hell when you die. You don't have a chance. You're done. You've rejected Jesus Christ. Because when you take that mark, Part of taking that mark is saying, I renounce Jesus Christ. I'm, I promise you that's what they're going to make the people do. They're going to make the people, because in order to get this food buying chip or whatever they're going to call it, chip, card, tattoo, whatever it's going to be, the mark of the beast, you, the, the requirement to receive that is renouncing Jesus Christ. So we're going to be gone by the time that happens. Everybody that really believes in Jesus will be gone in the rapture before that happens. But there's people that you love that's not going to be on. And so I keep, I have a little kit about people saying, do not take any kind of government um, mark, chip, credit card, anything that allows you to buy food if it means that you have to renounce Jesus Christ. And some of these people don't believe in Jesus, but, but they will then. Because when they see their daughter poop up in the smoke, and my husband too, they're going to know this is true. And all of the rest of you are going to be gone. So we do have to occupy. We are in the last days. It's not like we're going to have not have fun times, as I said earlier. But you know what? I don't. I see things. They're going to get progressively worse, aren't they, there? Yes, they they will get worse. Also, too, I want to add to that as well is that I was also encourage you to please, as Christians, stay away from any kind of psychic reading. Mm -hmm. Stay away from. Let me give you some things to please stay away from. Because when we talked about earlier about the world, people, the wicked with wax, wicked and wicker. But we have a personal responsibility to Jesus, ourselves as Christians. We said we gave our life to him. So we have to walk in what he's called us in, into his marvelous life. The other thing is this, do not let nobody read your palm. No psychic, no witch, no reading. All that stuff is witchcraft. Mm -hmm. You're, 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 you're engaging in a fellowship with Satan. And that zodiac sign. And that too. zodiac sign is enough. You do not let nobody tell you what sign you are the time of year. That is also witchcraft. I had somebody in my family told me that a long time ago. I said, I don't know what, I don't care what them signs are, 
I'm born when I was born with a price and I'm a born again Christian. I don't care about that stuff no more. When I was in the world, that mattered. Now it doesn't matter. Those are old things. The other thing is do not call up no psychic line trying to get the future because that's what Saul did. And God was so angry with him that he cast him out. And not only was Saul wiped out, but almost his entire household was wiped out. Because he turned, when you go, when you slip away from God, it's a slip by slip step. But just like we came in, we can go back out the same way. That there's people, look at Judas Iscariot and Saul, of Saul King Saul, the first king of Israel. I watch this also too. Um, you know, if you got, be careful of people that you admire on TV. I don't care if they're politics. I don't care if they're into entertainment, if they're in football, they're actresses and singers. If they're telling you there are other ways to God, believe them not. Because Paul says, Jesus says that I am the light, the truth, the way, and he that comes to the Father must come through me. Any other way is a lie. Because what they're really saying is basically accept anything and tolerate anything. That's not what the Bible tells us. What I mean by that is when I talk about early cancel culture, it's a way of people turning away from the truth. It's a smooth way of people turning away from the truth and turning to lies and fables. The one thing, like I told, I said this before, if you ever got into the understanding of Sodom and Gomorrah, the city was overthrown by God in one day and judged because it was filthy cups right over with iniquity. Well, let me tell you something. Every time we sin, it goes up to God, and he knows it when it happens on earth. But what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah, the culture kept changing to worse, to worse, and it got so bad that basically the cup of abomination had ran over. That's why when Abraham asked God, if I find 50 righteous men, God knew before Abraham answered that question. If I find 50 righteous men, will you spare the city? He said, will I find 40 or 30 or 20 or 10? He didn't find one because the culture kept changing. And that's what Satan wants. He wants to seduce our minds. Remember, the battle is not out oh, so much only out there. The battle is for the mind. You understand what I'm saying? It's mine. And so when he can control your, our minds, he can control the body will follow. And so that's what I'm saying. Our mind has to be renewed in Christ on a daily basis. Let me tell you something. Satan works on the mind. Just remember I'm telling you. It's, it starts with the mind and, it, and then it comes outwardly. But the battle really starts in here and between the ears before it goes out there. It's manifested out there. The other thing is this right now. If you have relatives, I'm not saying to get into warfare or get in debates. Don't argue with people. If that's what they want to believe, pray for them and let them go. The Bible said don't even argue with a fool because you come down to their level. That's what it says. Don't argue. It says walk away from them. And if they want to hear the word of God, then let them come back. But don't accept anything that people tell you because you have to, you know, test the spirit. That's why the Bible says test the spirit and see if it's of God. Don't just, just say, yeah, I agree with you. Let me tell you something about politics. I've I studied politics all the way back to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, from every president to Biden, all the way back to then. And let me tell you something about politics and any any other issue in the position. It's one thing 
for them to say one thing, it's another if they say one thing and it contradicts the word of God. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because people, you know, people like to be moved by words and emotionalism, that's fine. But the only thing that's going to stand is God's word. That's the only thing that's going to stand. You know, presidents, vice presidents, kings and queens, they come and go. You should see how many of them died and another will come up. Solomon says one generation go out and another generation come in. And there's nothing new under the sun. King Solomon says, the wisest man who became the most foolish man. He said, there's nothing new. Everything that Satan is throwing at us right now has already been sold out there before. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's just recycled. It's recycled lies, recycled deception, recycled stalking and stuff like that. All this stuff is nothing new under the sun right now. Because everything is being renewed at its own kind, even mm -hmm. Satan, demons, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying, walking in there. So fear not, because we know that God, now let me tell you something, be careful about this also too, reinstate yourself daily back in with Christ, mm -hmm. Romans 10 and 9, okay? Read it, and that's the read, that's it. Now watch this right here, be careful what you watch. And be careful of what you're entertaining, even the music, because music is almost like mesmerizing. It can get you, it can, you could be down, listen to some music, and it can lift you up. But that's the time Satan can come right in. Yeah, he can come right in and start getting your mind on the back in the world. The be careful. Shows. Right, so TV many, shows. So right. many TV shows have all these demonic right. elements yes. in it. Yes. And it's all this stuff that, like, supposedly right. good, yes. good fighting yeah. against evil. Yeah. Right. But all it is is a way to bring in. Like satanic, spirits. yes, witchcraft right, looking for right. half this stuff just right. flat out witchcraft. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna say it's witchcraft. It is. It Some is. of these crazy it's shows where right. people's eyes it, it, all is. kind of fire comes out there, and it's and so things. terrible because we had some pretty decent shows when we came along. I don't watch a lot of regular TV no more. I watch a lot of the old stuff when I grew up, but back in the days, I don't watch all this because it's so demonically. It's just I, I can't even take it. It's so phony and fake. But the other thing is just, I want to share this with you. When I got saved, I went to church most of my life. And when I got saved back in 92, I just want to share this with you right now. I had joined a church here way before I met Pamela. When I first came here to Atlanta, started a new life. When I got saved, I joined a church that had about 300 people there. And it was filled with the Holy Spirit and gift of tongues. And I'm my late apostle. Man, he was, he was something for the Lord. He was in World War II, but I'm not really talking too much about him. But there was a young, there was a lady in there who was really doing a work, I believe, for the Lord. And I had just joined the church. I had didn't know her, but I remember when I went there for a healing night service, this lady had went on vacation with some of her girls, some friends of hers down in the islands. And they were engaging with some witch doctor down there. When she came back, her mind was almost blank. I don't know what to this day had happened to her down there. We don't know what happened. But she went in there, she was trying out another religion, left the church, went down there trying out other religions. Let me tell you something about this. Now you can pick AT&T, you can pick Sprint, you can pick Horizon, Verizon, any one of these. But when it comes to getting saved, stay with Jesus. You don't need, there's nothing better than him. And there's nothing greater than him. But I'm going to say, a lot of people say, well, I can pick my choice. Everybody wants options. Let me tell you the options you got. You go to heaven with Christ, 
you go to hell with the devil. That's the options we got. And what I'm saying is, I saw how Satan, I, I was not there. I just saw when I had the, the praying healing ceremony that this woman there was in a church, wind up almost in a mental institution, mm. right? Because, and the reason why I'm not saying that, I'm saying this because when you engage with Satan, he will take you to dark places that mm. you will not believe. So that's why I'm saying guard your mind and guard your heart with all diligence. And, I, and we prayed and I don't know what the, the outcome of it came, but I know one thing, whatever he did, it, it, it was very effective. It was sad to say that. But I prayed, we prayed for the family and I never heard no more about the situation. So I'm just telling you, be on guard and occupy until, until Christ returns. Because we know that Satan is going to attack. He's supposed to attack. Mm -hmm. He's the devil. That's mm -hmm. what he's supposed to do. He's not supposed to be your friend. And oh yeah, let me tell you this. All these people that hit the lottery and all that too. Let me tell you what's going to happen. It's just like what people, I want to bring that up because I know the, when the numbers go higher, people get excited. Oh, that's the Lord. No, that's not the Lord. It's cursed. It's cursed money. It's not nothing God's going to bless. The reason why I said that is because people want independence. If they got a lot of sin in their life, they're going to multiply it be 100 times when they get their hands on some money like that. And it'll turn around and it'll, it'll wind up destroying their lives too. Because Satan, like he promised Jesus when he took him up to the pinnacle, the temple, the pinnacle, bow down to me and all this will be yours. Let me tell you about the horrible stories I've heard about people that they thought they won. They what they did, they wound up losing their soul at the end of the day. Now, God is not against us having money. But that's not the kind of money that's earned that God is going to bless. The money he's going to earn is money you labor for or you inherited or was invested or given to you by a relative or something like that. That's different. But not that fake, fake, phony prosperity that Satan is running right now. We're talking about authentic prosperity. Things that God said, I'll bless you, your family, your children, yeah, your yeah, children's children. Yeah. That's all I want to say. Be careful. Occupy before you come. But don't forget, Satan is cunning. And he will try to attack in every way he can. So keep your guards up and stay in his spirit. Stay filled up with the word. Stay filled up with the word. Because you got to, whatever area he can try to penetrate, that's the area he's going to work on. So just stay filled up with the word and have a ready word to give to him when he do come and attack. Have a word to give back. Don't just sit there taking blows from him. Give him the word of Christ. That's what Jesus did. Remember when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane? He didn't stay there and say, Lord, this devil's attack. He said, Satan, it is written. It is written. It is written. And when Jesus gave him back the word, think about this. If you was in a boxing ring, you would let nobody sit there and keep hitting you without striking back. So that's why you're not with your fist now. But I'm talking about with the word of God, it touches a two-edged sword. So occupy until I return. And that's what Jesus said. He didn't say not to fight. I'm not talking about physical. He's talking about the spiritual battle that's going on out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people blind. There's no war going, oh, yes, you are. If you in Christ, all those who are in Christ will suffer persecution, occupy until I return. But I am telling you this right now, church, as the becoming, as we get closer to the coming of the Lord, the battle will intensify. And there are going to be many antichrist spirits and many deceiving spirits. People are going to wander away. The Bible even talks about a great falling away in the last days will happen. Right. And I'm just telling you, we're telling you this because 
Satan is, he's out to get, destroy everyone in our lives. He already know, he has an idea what's in the old heaven, not the new heaven, because he was there before he was kicked out. And the thing is, he's going to do everything he can to try to stop us. But no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. Amen. As long as we are we're walking in the spirit, we're fulfilling the will of God for our lives. Sure, he may come. But let me tell you something. God will give me peace even in the midst of a storm. And, and another thing, I'm going to tell you this right now. You don't have nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear. Now, I know Roosevelt said that after the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. We don't have nothing. We don't have to fear fear itself. I'll add that. He he. I think he missed. He said that in, as in a natural. But I'm telling you, the only thing we should fear is God, because that's the one that our enemies will flee. Let me tell you something about the God that we serve. Okay. Persecution is part of our faith, but let me tell you this: the Bible says that when He comes, the water stands up, the the, the mountain skips like rams. And the, and the earth is at awe when it hears the voice of God. And you know, the Bible does not say nothing about Genesis, about God took the earth and fashioned it with his hand. It's all he spoke everything into existence. He didn't touch it with his hands. He just spoke it. It is not good that man should be alone. He named everything. He had Adam name everything. Now that same God can speak this whole galaxy in existence. Do you not think that your our small problems he cannot handle? Oh, ye of little faith. Come on, y'all. We got to get a little more faith. Let us get fired up and occupy until he returns. He will come. And when he comes, let's just be ready. Let's not say, okay, the devil's on. It doesn't matter. What the, as long as he's attacking you, you're on the winning team. Because if he got you, he ain't going to be attacking you no more. Amen? So let's stay on the winning team. So we know it hurts. We know that all of us have suffered. Let me tell you something. I, I hear it all the time, the pains, the hurts. I know that. But let me tell you something. What we are going through right now, it cannot be compared to what is to come. What God has in store for us is it's for eternity. Think about this. This life that we're living in right now is only so many years that we're going to live. But when we get into our glorified bodies in heaven, that is no end. That is endless. Do you notice that one thing? That Jesus only stayed 33 years in an earthly suit. But now he's in the heavens for eternity. And that's why he said, where I go, you may come also. Where I be, you may be. Now watch this. If God loved us so much to make us in the image of God in Genesis, watch this. Pamela today, we, we we buried one of her last uncles. He was 97 years old today. We had to do a funeral, help out with a funeral today, another home going. He finished the race, kept the faith, and now was laid up them as a crown of righteousness. Now, if you could bring him back, if you could transfigure him back, his spirit here like Elijah and Moses, do you think he would say, oh my God, I got to come back here. Let me tell you something. Where those people are right now, you are, we ought to envy them folks, not of envy like people in the world envy somebody. We ought to have righteous envy. If you were in paradise, you wouldn't be thinking about you your, your you bills, your problems. You wouldn't even be thinking about the devil. You would be praising God like my race is over. No more sorrow, no more pain. Can you think about that for one minute? Go into a place that there's no hospitals, 
no grades, hmm. no mental institution, no stalking, no targeting, nothing but peace with the Prince of Peace. And that's where you headed. That's where we all are going. And that day is coming. Soon the very occupy until he returned. And the Lord said, will I find faith? Yes, he's going to find faith because we're going to stay rooted and grounded in Jesus and occupy until he returns. God bless you. We love you. We thank God for y'all giving us the opportunity to minister on today. Amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.